WDIY Lehigh Valley Public Radio presents Lehigh Valley Discourse. Provocative, informative, and newsworthy, Lehigh Valley Discourse brings you the people and the issues that move and shape our region here on WDIY. Good evening and welcome to Lehigh Valley Discourse. I'm your host, John Pierce. Our engineer this evening is Neil Heaver, our Director of Operations. I have three guests this evening. The first one is my colleague, whose voice is going to be very familiar to you. She's Karen Elchar. I'll be talking with her first. And then we're going to have two of our teen hosts come on, Prathisha Kothari with Teen Connect and Reina Malhotra with Teen Scene. They will be on the second half hour. Karen Elchar. Let's see. We have been working together. You started here at WDIY in 2009, I believe. Yeah, it's been about 10 years. Right. And I started in 2008. Hmm. So do you remember which month you started? October. It was a Halloween program. It was, oh, Mm -hmm. spooky. Yes. (laughs) For someone who does, was that the... um, WDIY Classics? Yes, yes, Friday morning. So the um, person who was a regular host was unavailable, and Mr. Heaver gave me a call and asked, so why don't you go on air? This will be your first time. Okay. (laughs) Baptism by fire. Yes. All right. So that was the beginning for you. So that's how I know Karen, is that uh, she and I uh, do a tag team match on Friday mornings. I pass the baton on to her. Now, when I say that, Karen, you're thinking of the maestro with the baton, right? Ish. I'm thinking of a relay race. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Karen is a graduate of East Stroudsburg University, Bachelor of Science in Secondary Education and German. Yes. And you wound up not doing secondary education as a career, right? No, I was giving, I was a a tutor, in fact, for a bit. However, I had the great fortune to be offered a position with air products and chemicals because of the the language abilities. So rather than, my my career took a twist right there. I graduated from from college and started the business world right off the bat. Interesting. Hooray for foreign languages. And then uh, you have a master in business administration from Wilkes University, marketing and management. Now, did that come before your offer at Air Products? No, I was at Air Products already and had been advised if you wish to progress within the structure of management, you must have an MBA, and therefore evening school presented itself, and I moved forward. That's quite a pivot that you made from originally education and German, Mm. which might have led you toward teaching secondary ed, let's say, uh, into marketing and management. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And then also you went ahead and have your Juris Doctor, that means a law degree, Yes. from Temple University, Corporate Law and International Trade. You've been around several blocks. Yes. <laughs> and I've seen a bit of Pennsylvania in the, in the process. <laughs> right. yeah, tell us about that. Why have you been traveling around Pennsylvania? Oh, 
through the process here of going for education, various degrees, obviously, East Stroudsburg, beautiful Poconos, then on to Wilkes-Barre, a little bit further north, and then Temple University taking so me in the southern direction. So we're talking Eastern PA here. Yeah, for the most part, yeah, yes. Eastern PA. Karen Elchar has so much on her resume that it's uh, kind of dizzying just to read all of the different pies in which you have your fingers. So let's get started with uh, your position, which is right now director of the Allentown Department of Parks and Recreation. Uh, now, I know you as a DJ here doing mm -hmm. the WDIY classics on Friday mornings. You also do an evening show with music. Yes, I do Sunday evenings, the vocal classical music, so hearing voices. Yeah. So it's classical music for you. And yet here you are, your, your day job is director of Allentown Department of Parks and Recreation. So what are your responsibilities there? Actually quite numerous. So from the parks perspective, so we do have Allentown has 39 public parks and playgrounds, which encompass a little over 2,000 acres of park land, green wow. spaces, and 35 mm. miles of trails. And then from the recreation side as well, we have ball fields, we have basketball courts, volleyball courts, we have a hockey rink, we have a dog park. The list actually goes quite, it's quite <laughs> extensive. That is a big responsibility. Mm -hmm. And much of the, uh, the park system in Allentown, which is extraordinary, is due to the late General Trexler. Right. Correct. So my understanding is our first public park was West Park in the west end of Allentown. And from there, given positions that General Trexler held, um, he found that we had so much water, access to water, that he started or had the city begin acquiring park land in order to protect our water resources. Oh, I didn't realize that the water had uh, mm -hmm. so much to do with that. Mm -hmm. Did you ever meet um, Jim Honachick? No, but I know we have Honachick Drive. Yes, we do. He lived right there at the corner of Ott and Honachick Drive. Uh, he was an American League umpire. Oh my. And so as a child in the 1950s, I heard his name when there would be ball games on that I'd be watching. And the umpire at second base today is Jim Honachick. But I had no idea until I moved to the Lehigh Valley later on that uh, this was the, the former umpire. Hmm. So he was a big name in Allentown and uh, connected with recreational activities. You also collaborate with a number of organizations, the Audubon Society, Mm -hmm. uh, conservation, just you're, you're heavily into the conservation and nature. Yes, um, both from a, I enjoy that myself, quite frankly, but also it does, these particular activities uh, do have a particular purpose. So from, we, I, we collaborate with the Lehigh Valley Audubon Society for Bird Conservation, and our primary project had been creating chimney swift towers in Allentown. So we have two towers in one of our parks, and the hope is it would pop be populated with chimney swifts. Now, the premise, chimney swifts are birds? Yes. And, so, right. and the premise is they eat lots of insects, so mosquitoes. Mm. Therefore, less use of chemicals 
throughout the, in the park system, et cetera, because it's being handled, the insect population would be handled by the, by the birds themselves. The other conservation activity we do is we work, we're doing bat conservation for little brown bats. They have been affected along the East Coast by white nose syndrome, and as a result, they've been dying off. We are very fortunate. We have at least one colony of bats, little browns, that do come back to the Lehigh Valley They have their pups, they have their babies, and then they return to wherever they came from. We don't know where they live in the wintertime, etc. But again, it's, it's a conservation activity in order to help the populations of little brown bats. We have a bat biologist who works with us. And at one point, we had bat biologists from Bucknell University come up to Allentown. They helped to capture some of the bats so we could we drew blood, etc. So we could test them to see if they had been affected, and they had been affected by this white nose syndrome, but they haven't died from it. And oh. so that's so there are actually folks out there who are not spooked by bats. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you make them sound so cute. You make them sound like Mickey Mouse when you say little brown bats. No, that's that's because they are there. Little, they're brown, and they're actually quite cute. And they do no harm, and they eat lots and lots of mosquitoes, which is another reason for the conservation aspect. All right. Now, you probably uh, call them Flatermouse, right? Oh, yes, from German. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there you go. That's your background in German. And by the way, you have relatives in Germany, correct? Yes. And you go visiting uh, pretty much Every year. Every mm-hmm. year I go back mm-hmm. at Christmas time and spend yeah. time with the relatives. And what part of Germany? Two hours north of Frankfurt, so in near a city called Kassel. So fly, fly into Frankfurt. Yes, and, and then drive. Yeah. So um, this is, uh, and actually Karen helped, gave me some tips on my trip to uh, Vienna, mm-hmm. uh, which, was, uh, which was last year. And uh, just before I went, and she gave me some uh, some pointers on what the tourists like to see and what I should not miss in Vienna. So a world traveler, not just eastern Pennsylvania, but mm-hmm. also Europe, right, and especially Germany. Karen, before becoming director of Allentown Parks and Recreation, you were the executive director of Friends of the Allentown Parks. I did not know of that organization. Mm-hmm. So your background in education didn't seem to emphasize the environment so much. Uh, How did your relationship with the Friends come about? That actually goes back to one of my other professions, which is as a professional musician. I had met the former parks director through a musical grant opportunity. So working with him on that grant, I found out about Friends of the Allentown Parks. And then he asked if I would be amenable to sitting on one of their committees, their program committee. Of course, I like volunteer work. And so I said yes. And the next thing I know, I was asked, would I like to be executive director for the organization? (laughs) And I said, well, for a short time, I don't mind. Learn much more about the environment. I did take environmental law when I was at Temple. However, a real practical standpoint, this position as executive director for Friends really provided an enormous opportunity to learn a lot more riparian buffers and uh, various environmental activities which affect the parks. 
So Friends of the Allentown Parks is still an organization. Yes. That do you meet with them as director of Parks and Recreation? Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's a kind of a volunteer organization to. Correct. It, it people who wish to volunteer do some kind of community service, whether it's church, whether it's the schools, the universities, etc., um, for you know litter collection or plantings, things like that. So Karen Elchar is my guest. Her voice will be very familiar to you listeners of WDIY. She is on the air every week, and she is talking to us about her background in so many areas. We've touched on parks and recreation. We're going to, she mentioned music uh, just briefly, and, and so did I. I mentioned her as a DJ for classical music. But she's also a musician, and I want to hear more about that when we come back from our break. We'll be back in just a few seconds. So do stay tuned. Spread the word about your business or organization to a well-informed audience. Become an underwriter with WDIY. Our lineup of NPR news and locally produced programs reaches thousands of engaged listeners in the Lehigh Valley and beyond. Underwriting on WDIY is an affordable and effective way to provide information about your product and services to people who care. To learn more about underwriting opportunities, 610-694-8100, extension 6, or WDIY.org. WDIY 88.1 offers many choices and real voices, including classical music six days a week, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to noon, Sunday morning, 6 to 8 a.m., and Sunday evening, 7 to 9 p.m. WDIY Classics covers all eras from medieval and Baroque, romantic to modern. Listen for birthday tributes to composers, interviews with local artists and conductors. For more information, WDIY.org. Welcome back to Lehigh Valley Discourse. I'm John Pierce, your host, our engineer this evening, Neil Heaver, and my special guest is Karen Elchar. Karen, it's a real pleasure to have you on in this format because usually I'm listening to you as you play classical music here for WDIY. So this is a treat to have you talk about all these different activities that you're involved in. One of them is producing music. You're a member of orchestras. You Tell us exactly what you do. What are, who are, what are the orchestras and what do you play? My primary instrument is flute, also piccolo and oboe. And I would also say I'm... I'm rather proficient in soprano, tenor, and bass recorders. I have skipped the alto because it requires different fingerings. It's more like a clarinet fingering as opposed to flute fingerings, which is very prominent for some of those other recorders. I perform as principal flute with the Makunji Band as well as the Pioneer Band of Allentown, and then I substitute in other organizations as needed. I give music lessons as well, and I had some very proficient flute students at one point, and so I established a flute choir. It's called Flutations Flute Choir to give them an opportunity to go out and perform, and it's morphed into a more professional capacity, so we also have Flutations Flute Choir. Uh, with the recorder aspect, I started a recorder group, so Recordante Recorder Choir, and then had been invited to potentially perform in several parades, obviously on piccolo, 
So I created a pick a fife and drum corps because I also play fife. <laughs> yeah. So. Wow. Of those instruments that you play, which is the most difficult? That's a good question. Uh, I think from an intonation standpoint, the oboe would be the most difficult, but from a fingering standpoint, potentially the bass recorder. It's similar to a bassoon, so I have the vocal version of the bass recorder, and my fingers don't always reach all the way down. You know how long a bassoon is? Well, the bass recorder is the yes. longest of the recorders, and reaching for an F and an F sharp down there on the, all the way at the bottom of the instrument is sometimes a little difficult. So that's the one. You mentioned fife. Well, I th that makes me s uh, think about the founding fathers. Yes, Colonial fife Williamsburg. Yes, mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. But there are fife players still around. Oh, absolutely. And I picked up the fife because I had a flute student who himself was a reenactor and his primary instrument was fife. And actually, he's now on the Mayflower, so uh, up in, in Boston. Wh which is a, a bigger instrument, the, the uh, piccolo or fife? The fife. That is larger. The piccolo mm, is the longer. smallest. Mm -hmm. longer. Mm -hmm. So um, all this music that you when, – when it's not pandemic times, you are performing with two different orchestras in the Lehigh Valley mm – -hmm. That means that you're out there performing Virtually. twice a week? or Well, at least once a week. Sometimes, you know, when you come into July or so, and special holidays like the 4th of July, you may have two, three, four performances in one day. You know what I think would be a challenge for me, and that would be <laughs> trying to keep straight the venues where you're putting on these concerts. Tuesday night, McCungie, Wednesday, West Park. And so on. Mm -hmm. That's why I keep a calendar. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you are extremely organized. I know that. Let's see. You're, um, let's talk about what you do at Cedar Crest College because mm -hmm. that's another facet of your activities nowadays. What do you teach there? So I'm using my education degree, the very first one I got. Uh, obviously from East Stroudsburg, uh, but I'm using that degree as an adjunct professor right now at Cedar Crest College. I think I've been there now seven years as an adjunct, and most of my courses go in the direction of international. So I have international business, I have intro, international marketing, I have, oh my goodness, so many different. I do leadership uh, as undergraduate, industry analysis and strategic planning from the business perspective. And then I also teach in the MBA program, ethics and multicultural communications. Wow, that's, a, that's many mm -hmm. different And quite diverse. Topics, mm -hmm. right. Now, you have a special challenge because now we're talking about virtual learning versus in class. What is going on right now at Cedar Crest for this semester? So Cedar Crest is offering both in-class as well as online courses. And for those students, what we're doing is offering this one course. If you have it in-class, you also have to have the online component. Therefore, if students are, A, uncomfortable coming into an in-person class, they have the opportunity to take the same exact course online because they will, they will be working in both courses, in-person and online will be working in tandem. In addition, in the event, 
heaven forbid, but in the event something reoccurs with COVID-19, the university college could continue with its educational courses, given the fact that we have all the courses also online. So what? in class may not occur, but we have them also available online. Right. So this is extra work for the professor because you have to prepare for online as well as in person. Yes. Well, this is, this, these are really uh, challenging times. Let's talk about some of your international travels. You have some unique experiences, as I understand it. What would you say are a couple of the unique ones? I would also say that I've been doing international travel since I've been seven years old. So it's been for quite a while. And of course, the first travel would have been going back to see my relatives in Germany. So started then. And then as I progressed within business, I had the opportunity to travel uh, fairly extensively on business. And now it's been mostly for pleasure. I enjoy traveling. Yes. And depending upon a person's interest, for example, I... With the environmental component, I went to Antarctica, which I found to be absolutely fascinating. Uh, Walking in a rookery in the native habitat of the penguins. It was king penguins. And just walking amongst them. You can't touch them. You can't do anything to disturb them. And and they don't scatter when you go? No, no. And it was... So I found that to be an absolutely amazing component. The other one was as you're taking the ship into yeah. one of the island, one of the areas within Antarctica. You see there's moss growing, which I would never have expected. You, you think it's all ice, right. and it's not. Uh, it also, I saw reindeer, reindeer that the Norwegian whalers had brought down to Antarctica because they got tired of seal meat and the meat that they could acquire or hunt, down in Antarctica. So I hadn't expected seeing reindeer down in Antarctica. So that that experience I found just phenomenal. Another, I'll go now in the opposite end, I've stayed in a yurt in the Gobi Desert in Mongolia. And and that also was very different and very fascinating because you found out a lot about the local inhabitants living in the desert, the various tribes, what kind of accommodations did you have there? It was a yurt. was a tent. A tent. It was a tent. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like tenting as you would outside. All right. Very hot? It was relatively hot during the day, and then evening it, obviously, it cooled down extensively. Right. So I thought that was an interesting experience. There, just taking it back a little bit towards the environment, as there were a group of four of us, and as we were driving Over the desert, we came across a herd of camels. And the camels stopped, looked at us, and we just chuckled because we must have been very uninteresting. They turned around and just hopped or ran away. Ran away. That that was an interesting experience. So, wow, from Antarctica to the desert to Europe, especially Germany, you've had many travels and are planning more. If we can get past this pandemic, right? Yes. I was scheduled to go to Bhutan. I like the Asian countries. I've been to Tibet and I've China, etc., Japan, Taiwan. But I had a considerable interest. I like the Himalayas. I like mountains. And I thought, oh, I'd like to try Bhutan, which is neighbor to Tibet and above India. So, But unfortunately, Bhutan, the... Travel has been postponed until next year. Yeah, it will be in your future. Oh, yes. 
Now you also have animals of your own. <laughs> any any little brown bats? Actually, I have three that I have discovered <laughs> within the past two weeks. Surprisingly, are you being a foster parent to them? No, I just watch them eat all the all the mosquitoes <laughs> in my area. <laughs> but you have dogs, cats. Yeah, I have the typical fish, cats, birds. Um, an African gray parrot? Correct, which we had a program host here on Sunday afternoon several, several years ago. And he and his wife retired and moved to France. And he knew I had an interest in birds. I had one at the time, not a parrot, but I had something else. And so he wondered if I would be willing to adopt his wonderful African gray parrot named Pushkin. Oh. <laughs> so that's how I ended up with the African gray. And he's very happy, and he sees lots and lots of animals and birds outside. Wow. Lots of experience with different animals that you have. Karen Elchar is my guest this evening, and we are going all around the ballpark with her, with her music, uh, musical activities, the fact that she is head of the Department of Parks and Recreation for Allentown, her teaching at Cedar Crest College. Karen, I don't know how you find enough hours in the day for all that you do. It's because one enjoys it. Wonderful. Let's uh, remind the, the listeners of the programs that you host here on WDIY. So I follow you on Friday mornings. So I do the classical program, three hours of classical music from 9 a.m. till 12 noon. And then I do Hearing Voices, the classical vocal music on a Sunday evening. I am one of several hosts, and that would be 7 to 9 p.m. on Sunday evening. I also have the great fortune to be a substitute jazz host. And so when an opportunity arises, I try to volunteer for that particular opportunity. And as some of my listeners who do listen to my program on Friday mornings, you do know that about 11.30 typically, my 11.30 half hour, I try to do crossover music. So it takes classical music, but then different styles. And one of them has been very prominent, has been the jazz. You have a very wide interest in music. I applaud you for that. My guest this evening on Lehigh Valley Discourse has been Karen L. Char. Thank you so much, my dear colleague, for coming in. Stay tuned now, folks, as we bring you two of our teen hosts on Lehigh Valley Discourse. Prathisha Kothare is up first, and she will do Teen Connect, and Raina Malhotra, who will do Teen Scene. Stay tuned for that. Are you interested in inspiring and informing future generations through WDIY's programming? A gift through your will, retirement plan, or estate plan is a wonderful legacy to leave to those that will need a trusted place to hear what's going on in the world. For information about naming WDIY as a beneficiary, please call 610-694-8100 or visit WDIY.org forward slash legacy. Good evening and welcome to Lehigh Valley Discourse. Here on WDIY 88.1 FM and WDIY.org. I'm your host, John Pierce. Working our board for us this evening, Neil Heaver, our Director of Operations. Now, we're excited here at WDIY because we have two teenagers who are going to host 
Lehigh Valley Discourse. And my first guest this evening is one of those, Prathisha Kothari. Now, if you've listened faithfully to Lehigh Valley Discourse, you've heard her voice before. Prathisha, welcome back. How many shows have you already done for us on Lehigh Valley Discourse? So I have done a few interviews for the teen segment Connect that we run as part of Lehigh Valley Discourse. So I think we've done around three or four of those interviews. But then beyond that, I know I've been on on air with you, I think twice, or this will be the third time. So yeah, and we're hoping to um, expand the program over the months to come. But so we've done a few and looking to do more. Right. Let's go back to the beginning when you and I met. We met at Jim Thorpe High School, yes, Jim Thorpe, <laughs> Pennsylvania, and you were an eighth grader at the time. Now you're going to be, you are a senior yes. at Parkland, Parkland High School. So at that point, you were an eighth grader and you were participating in History Day. Mm-hmm. So you had written an essay and you were there to sit before a couple of judges and I was one of the judges. So yes, that's how this whole thing started. And the first time you were on the air on Lehigh Valley Discourse, you were interviewed about your history paper. What was the topic of that paper? Um, So the paper was about Oscar Schindler and his initiatives during World War II. An important point in history, yes. And by the way, give a little um, plug for National History Day. That is a very very useful program that they have for young folks. Mm -hmm. You chose to write uh, an essay mm-hmm. rather than do a dramatic presentation or poster or some other way. So why did you choose essay? So that is a wonderful question. <laughs> I love to talk about that. Writing is actually one of my passions. So I've always loved to do a lot of artistic writing. So I've have, you know, like a 70-page poetry collection. I'm working on writing some short stories. Writing has always been a big part of my life. And History Day was one of the first times where I wrote nonfiction. And so, you know, I knew I'd been able to do this creative writing before, and I wanted to see how that panned out in a nonfiction setting. And so, yeah, History Day is great because it really sets up the methodology for investigation and research. And then after that, I've gone on to write more scientific papers. But yeah, writing is one of my main interests, and that's why I wanted to explore that in History Day. Right. Now, uh, speaking of nonfiction, you also have an interest in poetry. Absolutely. And you and one of the teachers at Parkland are doing something with with a poetry club. Yes. So it's kind of a poetry and literature. So very interested in classical literature as well as exploring different poets. In fact, one paper that I wrote was actually about Allen Ginsberg and his poetry, The Howl um, and The Caddish. And so my debate coach and I at Parkland, she's an AP English teacher, we're trying to work out some kind of virtual format to allow our students to explore poetry and submit it to the newspaper so that the rest of our student body can read it. Let's give a shout out to her. What's her name? Yes, so that's Miss Jennifer Smith. Yeah, she's been wonderful. She's been an English teacher at Parkland, and then she also runs the debate team, which meets, you know, three times a week. So she's an incredible supporter throughout my high school career. So Prathisha is getting ready. She is in her last year at Parkland High School. And I imagine you're getting ready to apply to colleges, yes. right? 
So good luck with that. Thank you. The next step in life, wonderful to be your age. <laughs> and the reason that I'm talking with Pratisha this evening is that she is about to embark on, should I say embark or should I say continue Teen Connect? Continue. Continue yes. Teen Connect. And that means that uh, I think it's once a quarter. Yes. You will be on the air and you will be the host. You'll be sitting in my chair at that point. <laughs> what do you have to tell us about upcoming shows or your general feeling sure. about that? Yeah, so Teen Connect really started with this idea. I had been on the air with you before, and we've done primarily you know, things talking about my science research or about History Day. And then when you know, I was invited to do a segment, I wanted to really think about extending this to community and global challenges and having conversations, especially, you know, from teen perspectives or just from community members about global issues. So we began our segments with, I talked with a teacher of mine about global education initiatives that we had been pioneering with Kenya. So we had essentially made like a pen pal program and we wanted to talk about the implications in terms of humanitarian initiatives and different initiatives that can be taken to boost global education in developing countries. Then our next segment, we talked about climate change. So from a perspective of an engineer at Air Products, we talked to Akiti Kumalo, who is a bass player from South Africa. So he talked about kind of the upbringing in South Africa during that era. And the idea of the show is really to take community perspectives on these global challenges. And so I think in upcoming episodes, which are upcoming segments, excuse me, I think we're planning on looking more into diversity in professional settings, so professional development and how there are initiatives being taken by universities or by different organizations to help provide opportunities for those communities. Different issues, especially now, you know, one of my next guests is going to be on the economic consequences and projections given the pandemic. So now we can talk about social changes, economic changes, technological habit changes, you know, that have all emerged because of this unique situation that we're in. And I think those are very interesting conversations to have. And so that's really what we want to bring to WDIY. Absolutely. And all of your guests are going to be teenagers? No. So in the past, they have all been adults and professionals. And we are thinking of inviting some teens who Allentown School District has started like a African-American Black Lives Matter club. And so the leader of that club, we're trying to invite him on to talk about that diversity movement in schools. So we really are pulling from a diverse age range and groups of people. So. Right. Prathisha Kothare, my guest this evening on Lehigh Valley Discourse. And you have an interesting background as far as your parents are concerned. They're from different countries. Yes. My mom is an immigrant from Brazil, and my father is from India. And so the story was they met when doing their Ph.D. studies in California. And so I know we've talked about this story before. It's, you know, incredibly challenging for my it was incredibly challenging for my dad to overcome those cultural obstacles with you know he came to America when back at home they were planning his marriage for when he got back um and he came and got married to this Brazilian woman so it was an incredible challenge to accept that but in the end they decided to move to Allentown in Bethlehem where he got his teaching position at Lehigh and then my mom works at Air Products and it's quite a story. And I think I told you the whole story with, you know, getting my name was that the 
bargain that my parents um, made was that, you know, I would be given an Indian name if my mom would be allowed to introduce me to the Catholic Church. And so, like, there's this very unique cultural blend that we have because of my parents' background. But, you know, speaking Portuguese at home, but then Indian cuisine, following Indian traditions. So, yeah, it's a very interesting story, and it's very fun to see those cultural blends. So Absolutely. And so I can see your interest in diversity in absolutely education in politics in economics and just the whole range of experiences that we have right right yeah it's a big part you know my parents background plays a big part in kind of motivating my aspirations which is using science to develop engineering programs and undergraduate programs in developing countries just based on being able to travel there and see how sometimes we might live under this like illusion in America where we think things are the way they are in America extends to the rest of the world. And when you go there, you see that kids are spending their days when they could be in school selling food in the streets, you know, just trying to make enough to get by for their families. And so I think gaining that perspective has really shaped all of the initiatives that I've taken on in high school and kind of where I want to go. So it plays a big role. Very good. You mentioned, uh, the cuisine, yes. talking about Brazil and India, right? Yes. Do you do some cooking? So I have to admit that I'm not the best cook. My brother has kind of taken on that challenge of taking elements from Brazilian cuisine, which is more focused on sweets and the meats and not very spicy. And then he also, you know, has taken more of the spicy cuisine from India. And so he cooks a lot for us and just a diversity of meals. And I get to sit back and enjoy. Let's <laughs> let's give a shout out to him. What's his name? Yeah. So Valmiki is my brother and he's a rising sophomore at Carnegie Mellon. So he's doing electrical engineering and it's been different having him home over this pandemic, but he'll be going back to Pittsburgh, I think next week. And I think you also have picked up from your mother something about dancing. Yes. Yeah. So, so in Brazil, the traditional dance is samba. And so it's a very light, electric, fun dance. And so dancing has always been a way that we kind of, in Brazil especially, it's, it's like every time there's a festivity, there'll be a bunch of dancing. And there's another style called carimba, which is you wear this big skirt that you wave around and do different patterns with it. So that's yes. another dance form that we yeah and those beautiful colors yes huh? yes With especially the, carnival yes yeah. <laughs> have you ever worn a carmen miranda hat i have not i have yeah. not i think you've seen pictures i have yeah <laughs> i don't know whether i could manage it i feel like you need a good sense of balance has your mother ever worn one i don't believe so but no. i also don't believe i've ever asked so maybe that's <laughs> something asked, i can bring up that'll be the first question <laughs> when you get home Prathisha Kothari, she's a senior at Parkland High School. She's one of our stars here on <laughs> Lehigh Valley Discourse. Uh, she does Teen Connect, and that will be coming up on October 1st as she continues with uh, Teen Connect. So, Prathisha, tell us a little bit about the project that you worked on where you wrote a 40-page scientific paper. <laughs> Recently. Yes. So um, when we were getting in touch about this interview, I wrote to Dr. Pierce saying that, oh, my gosh, I'm sorry I haven't been in touch the last six weeks. I've been doing this research with MIT. And so basically I got selected for um, this international program MIT runs called Research Science Institute. And what they do is they select 80 kids from around the world 
to you know immerse themselves for six weeks in research. So they pair you up with a professor from Boston, you, you know, universities in Boston, and you work on a project. And the end goal is to write a research paper and then deliver an oral presentation. And so they decided, you know, they were able to accommodate a virtual format. So the unique thing is they ask that every student have some kind of computing background. So essentially, kids with biology, astronomy, chemistry interest, this summer they all conducted computer-related projects in those areas. And so my project was actually about how we can predict disease, right? So when we have like a mutation in a protein, how can we predict whether that mutation will breed a disease using computers? So it was my first time that I learned how to program neural networks. And the end result was the paper that I sent. That is very advanced kind of thing for a (laughs) high schooler. Congratulations. This is Prathisha Kothari. She is going to host Teen Connect. So stay tuned in the future for Lehigh Valley Discourse and Teen Connect. I'm John Pierce, and we'll be right back with another teen host. Stay tuned. Celtic Fair, a celebration of Celtic music and culture, from its roots in Ireland, Scotland, Wales, Galatia, and Brittany, to its branches in Australia, Cape Breton, Canada, Chicago, New York, Philadelphia, and the Lehigh Valley. Bringing you music, interviews, and a weekly culture calendar every Thursday from 7 to 9 on WDIY. Thank you to the members of WDIY for making all of our programming possible. Becoming a member is the best way to support your listening and to ensure we'll be here for the next person in our community to discover. The many choices and real voices you hear every day would not be here without your support. Make your membership gift today by calling 610-694-8100, extension 7, or at WDIY.org. My next guest on Lehigh Valley Discourse here on WDIY is Raina Malhotra, another teenager, one of our teen hosts. And she is going to be with you to bring you Teen Scientist. She is a Moravian Academy freshman. And Raina, we have all heard your sister on the air before. Yeah. Let's give a shout out to her. What's her name? Rhea. Rhea Malhotra. She has been a host. And Raina came forward and being a younger sister, three years younger, mm-hmm. she, uh, Raina said to us, uh, I think I'd like to try this. <laughs> so this is your very first interview at WDIY, yes. right? And you are going to be sitting in my chair pretty soon, in fact, on October 1st, to interview uh, a, a teenager, I think, yeah. right? And so um, you're a Moravian Academy freshman. So, Raina, tell us a little bit about your own background. How about your parents, your grandparents, whatever you'd like to say? Yeah, for sure. So um, I'm really interested in STEM, science, and engineering like my sister, But what I really want to do is, like, allow this segment to grow into something that also includes business and finance. And I personally have done a couple things myself, but I kind of want to use this to use this as a platform to allow other younger people to get interested in science, especially since I'll be talking to teenagers myself. So, Okay. And what about your, your family background? Um, So, yeah, so my sister, she was the one who um, created Teen Scientist. Um, She has been a big inspiration to me myself, um, but we do have a a little different 
like interests and stuff. She's more into science and math, I guess. But my parents, they're both doctors. They're also very, I feel like, STEM, like... Oriented. Yeah. So I feel like I'm the one person, like, I'm the black sheep in my family (laughs) where I, like, I don't really know what I want to do yet. I'm kind of interested in, like, politics and law, too. Listen, when you are how old? 14. When you're 14 years old, there's no way that you can be a black sheep in the family if you don't know (laughs) exactly what you want to do. Many college students don't know what they want to do yet, so take some comfort in that. So this is Reina Malhotra. What ideas do you have for the show as you think about forward uh, what you'd like to do with, with your interviews? Well, my main goal is to broaden the fields that are covered. Um, my first guest that I have planned, um, he's a sophomore at Moravian Academy, and he's a young entrepreneur as well. So I'm looking to just find a way to inspire the people that make big changes um, and impacts to society today. Right. So, Raina, were you uh, born here in the Lehigh Valley? Yeah. Okay. And your parents are both from India? Yeah. Born there or their parents? Um, yeah, so both my parents are born and raised in India, so were my grandparents, and my sister was born in Syracuse. Okay, and you're the only one then in the family from the Lehigh Valley. Mm. How appropriate for you to host Lehigh Valley Discourse. <laughs> yeah. So, Raina, if you're thinking about your schooling so far, which has been elementary and middle school, what are some of your favorite subjects? That is a tough question for me to answer. It like varies every year. It depends on the teacher and like that, like the, like just how, like the assignments, the projects and stuff. But usually I would say science and English or like language arts, because I feel like science, it always changes every year and it's always like the most exciting and it never gets boring. And then for English, I, I kind of enjoy writing and reading a lot and like analyzing books and like things like that. So I feel like those are my two favorites. I met your sister at History Day mm. and that was several years ago. And so she obviously, Rhea, uh, likes to write also because she chose to write an essay for that instead of doing a dramatic presentation or a poster or something else for History Day. Is history one of your interests particularly? Um, I feel like, yeah, parts of it definitely do. It's something that, it's something that I like, it kind of grows on me. Like at, from time to time, I think it's, it could be, it can be boring, but then sometimes I think it can be like really interesting, fascinating. I can't stop like reading about it. But yeah, it's one of those things. Well, there are so many things happening now as far as courses are concerned. As you look ahead to high school and then later to college uh, that they're doing with history. It used to be mostly military history and political history where you study the uh, names of important generals in wars and the presidents, of course, of our country and that kind of thing. And now there's history of medicine, there's history of society uh, in general, uh, history of women's roles, and so on. Do you have an interest in pursuing something about women's roles in in society? Yeah, definitely. I think that's something that needs to be um, 
sh like talked about more. Um, and that's something that I definitely consider doing, especially on this segment. But yeah, for sure. Well, it's good to have these voices come through. And one of the uh, more recent uh, advances for women is uh, the choice that Joe Biden has made for his vice presidential running mate, Kamala mm. Harris, yep. and the fact that this is the third woman who has been nominated to be vice president. And we'll see if she becomes the first one who actually is vice president. But anyway, women's issues are very much in the forefront. Um, women, there, there are courses that you'll find in college, such as women's psychology, women in sports, uh, women in politics, lots of courses like that, and departments that are called women's studies. So you will have a chance to explore all that as you go along with your education. Now, as you, as we're in the midst of uh, the uh, pandemic at this point, are you going to campus for your classes at Moravian Academy this, this semester, or are you staying home? Um, I, I'm 99% sure I'll be going in, um, just because my school is smaller to begin with, and then they're allowing you the option to um, take classes at home. So I think um, with the precautions being taken and the size of my school, I feel like it'll be a safe environment to go into and learn. So do your parents agree with that? Yeah. That's, yeah. And um, I feel like I might um, not go some days because they're allowing you to pick and choose which days you can go. So I might um, do it based on which classes I have that day. And if it's like a math class, I'll go in. But otherwise, I might stay home. All right. Is math one of your interests? Um, definitely. It's one of those things that like, it, it's like challenging, so it's like frustrating at times, but once you finally understand, it's really fun to do. Right. I've always thought that one of the difficult parts of teaching would be to, to teach math and have students not understand the way you're explaining it, and then you try to explain it in two or three different ways, <laughs> and the students still are lost. Yeah. But uh, this would not be your case. I think you... You catch on right away. Yeah, after like one or two times explaining, I, I can understand. Right. What have you been writing lately? What's what's your favorite kind of writing? Because you are interested in that. Yeah, so I haven't really published anything big like that, but um, I just, I really love like analyzing things or doing like reflections on things. So if um, if I travel somewhere or if I read something, I I love like writing about, my experiences, like personal experiences. Yeah, like keeping a diary mm -hmm. of, of what you... Do you keep a journal or a diary just as you're living your life out, or do you um, save not, that for trips? Yeah, yeah. I have, a, I have like a Google document for like where I write about all my trips, like when I, when I travel, but not, not like a diary, like a secret. Every day when you're at home. Yeah. Right. So um, at home, then, it's your, your brother? No, I don't have a brother. No, I'm sorry. A sister? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you have a, it's, uh, a Rhea, yeah. the older sister, and you. That's the family. Yeah. And, and your parents. So Teen Scientist is the segment that you are going to host on uh, Lehigh Valley Discourse, and that is starting on October 1st. Do you... Uh, 
I have a, you have a, a, a first interviewee in mind. Mm-hmm. And who is that person? What are you going to talk about? Um, so the first guest I'm planning on having um, is Okazeway Bell. He's a sophomore at Moravian Academy, and he's a young entrepreneur. He's founded his own artificial intelligence company about a year ago, and he's also a co-founder of two other technology companies. Um, and I think he's really successful, especially at his age. Um, he's been named one of the top 200 science innovators in North America. So oh, my I, goodness. Yeah, he's um, one of those people in our school that everyone knows about because he's really successful. One, one of the 200 most successful? Named top 200 science innovators in North America. Science innovators, and that includes adults and everyone? Um, I'm not sure about the details, but I okay. think it's still But at impressive. least even if it's for young people, that what an honor. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so that's going to be an interesting interview to for our listeners to hear on October 1st. And then going ahead, the idea is that you will be on the air quarterly. Mm-hmm. And you will be interviewing on Teen Scientist. Will it be... Um, Interviews with other teens, or might you have adults coming on? Well, I'm. I think the primary goal is to highlight um, younger people in their society. So I'd definitely try to avoid adults and keep it strictly to teenagers. Okay. So that's going to be a difference between you and Prathisha. Prathisha is going to vary it, I think, between teens and adults, and you are going to concentrate on teens. It's amazing to me the kinds of projects that teenagers nowadays, when they are applied, when they are serious about studying, the, the kinds of uh, projects that they can come up with that they can do, the prizes that they win, the uh, competitions. You know, it's competition is good for all of us. And so I applaud you for coming on the air and being our host in the future for Teen Scientist. Yeah, of course. This is Raina Malhotra. She comes to us, well, she comes well recommended because we have known her sister, Ria Malhotra, for several years now. She has been on the air as host with uh, Lehigh Valley Discourse. And now her younger sister, Raina, is here and will carry the torch forward. <laughs> Now that your sister is going to be out of the nest, she will be in college. Yeah. And so <clears throat> here Raina is continuing the beat. Teen Scientist. Segments in the future starting on October 1st here on Lehigh Valley Discourse. Raina, that's it for today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Best of luck with your hosting in the future. Thank you so much. Dear listeners, thank you for tuning in, and thanks to Neil Heaver for doing our engineering this evening. Until we meet again, remember to be gentle with your neighbor. <laughs>